It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I really do. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook where we post all of our content. And you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers. The podcast for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775. It's Thursday, our last show of the week before the Packers and the Jets square off on Sunday in a matchup of two teams whose seasons have basically come to a close. Before we get to that, and we're going to talk about Packer Pro Bowl players We're going to talk about this strange Kenny Clark IR situation. I want to talk about an article that I wrote for Acme Packing Company about the the huge disparity in this offense, in particular the passing offense, when Aaron Rodgers is throwing to receivers that he knows versus receivers that he doesn't. But I want to start somewhere that isn't necessarily Packers related, but is related to this podcast uh, there was uh, an article yesterday that I saw that that uh, Jack Wepfer, who writes for Packers Wire, brought to my attention, and it was a piece showing Spotify downloads. And according to this article, and and based on Spotify downloads, Locked On Packers was the number one show in Wisconsin, number one podcast. Now the caveat here is that. There is some, some, I haven't seen the data, so I don't know exactly what it says. But my, my understanding of the data, the way it was described, is basically unique to Wisconsin. So Locked on Packers is bigger in Wisconsin than anywhere else. But it's also the show that is the biggest in Wisconsin, uniquely in Wisconsin. And that is really cool. So in addition to being the number one show on the Locked on Podcast Network, We are the most uniquely large podcast in the state of Wisconsin. That is pretty cool. And it is a credit to all of you for sticking around, for being here and supporting the show, for supporting it on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, It has been really cool to see the Facebook conversations blossom over the last few weeks. I know that there are a lot of fans with a lot of things to say about this team 
And, you know, I would like to think that if the team were more successful, there would be even more of you listening. Unfortunately, that has not been the case. But but maybe the drama has also bred a little bit of a spike in listenership. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't I can't predict these things. But the reality is I am extremely grateful for the support that you guys have shown to this show. Uh, it, it comes as a labor of love for me. And it has been nothing but rewarding. Even, you know, whatever negative feedback there is, you know, in as much as that exists and, and it comes from time to time, uh, I, I sort of welcome it because I feel as if, you know, if you're if you're pleasing 100% of the people, then maybe you're not challenging enough of those people, that maybe you're not, you're not giving them enough new information. If everyone agrees with everything you say and everyone thinks that you're doing a great job, I, I genuinely don't think you're doing a great job. I think you're you're probably doing a lazy job. So, you know, in some ways, I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the criticism. And and I do make mistakes. The other day, I, I, I mentioned Ron Zook uh, in a period of time when he was not the coach. Uh, there have been times when I, I have, have credited, you know, the wrong GM with a player. Th- th- this all comes with the territory. I write thousands of words a week. I speak thousands of words a week. Every once in a while, you're going to make a mistake. So I appreciate you not holding that against me. Uh, I do my best every time I get in front of the microphone, every time I get in front of the editing system, and and every time I get on my Twitter machine, every time I I write something for SB Nation or any any place that I write, my goal is, is not to provide a hot take. It is not to rile anyone up. It is to give you what I believe to be the best analysis that I can give. And so there are people that think I'm pro-Rogers. There are people that think I'm anti-Rogers. To me, that means I'm doing my job because that means I'm probably playing it really more down the middle. And and it, it means to me that I'm being, I'm being honest. I'm being true to myself. And I, I like to think that that's one of the reasons why you guys are here. And it's been really, really rewarding to see this show grow over the last year to to become the go-to place for Packers fans to come. And and I, I don't view it as me talking just to you. I don't view it as a monologue. To me, it's a discussion. It's why I wanted to incorporate the Locked On Packers fan hotline. It's why I always want you to hit me up with your questions on Twitter. It's why I I, I respond to DMs. My DMs are open. Ask me questions. I, I can't get to all of them, but I'll get to the ones that I can. And, and I want this to feel like a community. I want it to feel like a dialogue, not a monologue. Because too often, you know, you watch a show and you watch Colin Cowherd or whatever it is whoever it is, and I know he's not a favorite of Packer fans anyway, it can feel like you're being talked at rather than talked to and talked with. And that's the relationship that I want to have with each and every one of you. I want you to put on this show and think, I'm not going to get a a diatribe. I'm not going to have some speech talked at me. I'm going to have someone that I consider a friend That when I put on those earphones, we're having a conversation. We're having a dialogue. And I I trust what that person is telling me. And I believe what that person is telling me. And I, I trust in you. 
as a listener. I trust you to do your homework. I trust you to know what's going on. I, I'm not, I'm not going to give you a preamble every time to tell you exactly what happened. I trust you to know. I trust you to be smart enough to say, hey, I got it. And I also trust you to say, if you don't, to ask. And that is the community that we've built here. And I, I just, I say we a lot because that's how I feel about this show. It's how I feel about us. It's how I feel about everyone related to Locked On Packers, from, from my colleagues at the Locked On Podcast Network and all the people that make that possible, to everyone behind the scenes and to all of you, because it is a we to me. I hope you feel like it's a we, because that's the point. That is, that is why the Packers are different. It is a team of the people. It's a team for the people. That's what I want this podcast to be. That's what I hope this podcast is every time you put it on. And that's the standard that I want you to hold me to. That's what I want to give to you. And that's what I want us to have. And if it's not that, tell me. If, if I'm not giving you something that you want, tell me. I want this to be a discussion, not a monologue. I hope that's what it is. I know this has been a difficult season in a lot of ways. It's going to be another off-season of change. It was so cool to see the the engagement from you in the off-season last year. It, it was like every day, every week, we had the biggest show ever, the biggest show ever, the biggest show ever, totally into the draft, totally into free agency, totally into the coaching carousel, totally into all of it. And that is a credit to you, to Packers Nation, to everyone that is a part of anything related to the Packers, to have the fans that engaged after a down season to say, we care about this team, we care about what's going on, and we want to be as updated, as informed as we can possibly be. That's why you're here. That's why I appreciate you're here. And that's why this means so much to me to be able to come into your life. You have plenty of other things that you could do. And God knows I have other things that I can do. But it matters to me. The show matters to me. You matter to me. And that's why I'm here every day. It's why I record shows. When I was on vacation in Europe, I recorded shows. It's why I recorded half a dozen shows before I left on my honeymoon. This is important to me. And I am, am truly grateful that it is important to you. And speaking of being important to you, you know what else is probably important to you? Money. The unfortunate reality of life is money is important. And if you want to win some money based on your football knowledge, try DraftKings. It's week 16 of the football season, and that means time is running out for you to get in on the action. Every single game will matter with huge playoff implications at stake, but also huge payouts at stake, and it could go a long way for you to win huge cash prizes. Single game fantasy football is the newest way to play one day fantasy at DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy football. If you've been thinking about trying DraftKings, now is the time. DraftKings has taken fantasy football from just one week to just one game, making it easier to draft your lineup. All you have to do is draft six players from a single football game, just one game. One captain and five other players. Your captain will earn one and a half times the points. You can go for value or for star power to anchor your lineup. 
It's that simple. Six players from one game. Just stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Go to DraftKings.com or download the app now. Use promo code LOCKEDON to enter a single game contest for free this week with your first deposit and compete for your share of over a million dollars in total prizes. That's code LOCKEDON only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store all right i promise no more navel gazing on this show at least not today uh we have plenty of time for that in the off season (laughs) Uh, But I think this is important because Aaron Rodgers spoke about the importance of Randall Cobb this week, mentioned it multiple times, felt like he's really important to this team, and because there is no one else that can perform in the slot the way that he can. And, And that is a reflection of this offense. It's a reflection of a lot of different kinds of things, and that can all change in a few weeks when the Packers have a new head coach and what that offense is going to look like the impact of that slot receiver may be much less than what it was under Mike McCarthy and make it easier for Green Bay to say, Randall Cobb, you know what? Look, we just don't feel like paying you. Your legs are not what they used to be. You can't run like you used to. And so we don't trust you to stay healthy. So I'm sorry. Good luck. But you're not, you don't have a future in Green Bay. Here is the, here is the thing about this offense this season and the criticisms about Aaron Rodgers and, and his accuracy problems. One of the defenses that I have offered all season when it comes to the Packers offense, and in particular Aaron Rodgers struggles with accuracy, is this offense requires incredible precision and repetition. And Doug Farrar uh, compared it to a ballet and the reps that it requires. I mean, if you're training to be a ballerina, a prima ballerina, you're. I mean, we're talking kindergarten. You're starting that sort of process. That is the exacting precision the Mike McCarthy offense requires. And it's not just precision, it's talent, it is ability, it's it's continuity, and it's chemistry. And so when you have all those great players and they have experience with Aaron Rodgers, you have a great offense. When you have talent but no continuity or chemistry, you don't have a great offense. And that is one of the true flaws in the way that this team was built with Mike McCarthy. It's it's one of the, the real drawbacks of Mike McCarthy's inability to push his offense forward. But when we talk about Aaron Rodgers in this offense and the so-called struggles that he's had, let's put that into perspective. When he has thrown to either Devontae Adams, Geronimo Allison, or Randall Cobb this season, he's completing 66% of his throws, 
8.2 yards per attempt, 16 touchdowns, no picks. That's a 115 quarterback rating. And that's on nearly half of his targeted throws. So on almost half of throws that he intends to throw to someone, because he's got over 50 throwaways on the year, if he throws to a receiver that he trusts to be in the right place, that knows this offense, that runs routes the way that he thinks they should, he's Aaron Rodgers. When he throws to Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in football. Second or third best, depending on the target threshold. And among true number one receivers, he's number two behind only Michael Thomas in rating when targeted. That suggests that when Rodgers throws to a receiver who is good, that has experience in this offense, Rodgers is still Rodgers. If you go back and watch 2011, when Rodgers played the quarterback position at the absolute highest level, He didn't set a completion percentage record. He played well. He played really, really well. But he missed throws that year. But the thing was, he hit a lot of throws too. And the difference is this season, when you only have one guy, in 2011, he had Jennings and Nelson and and Jermichael Finley and all of these offensive weapons that were in the system, that were not just good players, but they were good players with experience in Mike McCarthy's system. That experience matters. And to prove that point, when he targeted other pass catchers in this offense this season, Aaron Rodgers, he's completing under 60% of his passes, 59.4%, 7.6 yards per attempt, and a passer rating under 90 Think about that. Even if we include and incorporate the idea that those pass catchers are also tight ends, Jimmy Graham, Lance Kendricks, Mercedes Lewis, you could say, okay, the yards per attempt might come down a little bit, but you would expect the completion percentage to go up because those are shorter throws. And Mercedes Lewis doesn't have enough targets to really sway anything anyway. Robert Tanyan has, you know, the, the long touchdown. That should skew the numbers the other way. And Lance Kendricks doesn't really have that many targets either. So really, we're talking about the the three big guys, EQ, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Jimmy Graham. Well, the numbers actually get worse with those three guys. The, the, the tertiary pieces pull the numbers up. When Rodgers was throwing to EQ, MVS, or Jimmy Graham, he completed just 56% of his passes, a lower 7.6 yards per attempt, and that's that lower because of rounding and an 83.8 passer rating. Don't tell me chemistry and continuity don't matter in this offense. And, and it's it's not just Rodgers. It's Rodgers plus the offense, plus these receivers. When you have to be perfect, and I'm talking about quarterbacks and receivers, it becomes much harder to incorporate younger players. This was always where the rubber met the road with Ted Thompson and Dom Capers. Dom Capers' offense required veteran know-how and understanding, and Ted Thompson's way of building a team was roster churn and young players. That never works. That was never going to work. It never was going to make sense. This is that same kind of problem, only the Packers have veterans with experience. And you wonder... Would Mike McCarthy still have a job if Geronimo Allison never gets hurt, if Randall Cobb never gets hurt? Because they have 
that relationship with Rodgers. And Geronimo Allison was leading the team in receiving before he got hurt. And, and if those guys each play 16 games, maybe not only does Mike McCarthy have his job, maybe the Packers win more of these games. But one of the reasons why Mike McCarthy is no longer employed was he was not able to adapt this scheme, to push it forward, to make it easier for someone who is just all raw talent to go out and create in this offense. Because there are plenty of teams, you look around the league, guys who are really just balls of tools that offenses have found a way to incorporate them, to get them involved. Why does why does Marquez and Aldis Scantling not run, not get three or four deep shots a game, deep crosses, deep posts? Why aren't they able to hit these play action, deep post routes to EQ when he's open? These deep digs, they're open. They can't find him. And and Rodgers likes Equinemia St. Brown. Spoke really highly of him in a, in a in a press conference earlier this week. There's a reason he's starting over MVS these days. But he's not getting the targets. That is a product of this offense. And you can say Joe Philbin is the coach now, not Mike McCarthy. And that's fine. That's true. It's still Mike McCarthy's offense. And so I think not just an offseason of continuity in building relationships with Rodgers and these young receivers, but a new coaching staff and a new philosophy and a new offense could put these guys in a better position to succeed and not make it so Rodgers has to be Superman and not make it so these receivers have to be so pinpoint because so many other offenses are able to create with less talent, with less ability, and and Green Bay, frankly, has fallen behind. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Locked On Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel. And that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Hey everybody, this is Jason Buckland, and let me welcome you back to our podcast, In Conversation with Shopify Plus. Now, season one was all about the biggest names in business. Steve Madden, Danny Reese, Chip Wilson. But wait till you hear who we're talking to now for season two. Philip Krim, CEO, Casper. Webb Smith, founder, 2PM. Kyle Kadakia, founder, ClassPass. Heather Hassan, Trina Spear, co-founder, co-CEO, Figs. Chris Saka, co-founder, Lower Carbon Capital. R-E-L-K, CEO, Parachute. This is In Conversation with Shopify Plus. Before we get out of here, uh, I did want to mention the Pro Bowl voting. Green Bay has two first-team Pro Bowls, if that's how it works, I guess. Starters, Pro Bowl, it's dumb. That's that's the, the big takeaway here. Pro Bowls are dumb. It, 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 it matters when you're looking at Hall of Fame voting, and it, it's going to matter 
on a player's legacy, which is why I think it's really just bad that Twitter is is a source for these votes and there's like double vote count days and whatever because name recognition matters so much. Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be a Pro Bowl quarterback. Just shouldn't. Does not belong on the team ahead of Drew Brees, ahead of Russell Wilson. Now Drew Brees made the team, but he he just wasn't good enough. And you can say, okay, who do you put on the team ahead of him? Well, Russell Wilson for one. And Jared Goff, despite his struggles the last two weeks, probably still deserves to be on the team given what he did for most of the season and, and given that the Pro Bowl voting is now over. Rodgers is still an above-average player based on almost anyone else's standards. Devontae Adams 100% deserves it. David Bakhtiari not making the team is a joke. It's a joke. Corey Lindsley probably should have been a, a first-team Pro Bowl player. And Kenny Clark. Should have been. Now, I understand there are, there are a lot of qualified defensive linemen. Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron Donald, that is unimpeachable. But I think after that, you have a conversation. I understand Akeem Hicks, you know, that Bears defense is a lot better than Green Bay's defense. Fletcher Cox is a household name. But it's not like the Eagles are, are setting the world on fire. I understand that, you know, he, he's a bigger name in a bigger market. I feel like, you know, Kenny Clark gets to take a backseat to almost no one. And when it comes to interior play, I mean, I think it's like Aaron Donald and maybe two or three other guys. And then you have to have Kenny Clark in the mix. And I'm talking whole NFL, not just the NFC. Kenny Clark should be, you know, maybe second team all pro this year. And David Bakhtiari, he's a two-time, he's a two-time all pro, but hasn't been voted in as a starter for the Pro Bowl. It's just, it's ridiculous and stupid. And and as I said on Twitter, it's dumb to get upset about these things. And Green Bay wasn't good enough really to be upset about any, any snubs, frankly. But Aaron Rodgers said it this week. David Bakhtiari is an all-pro caliber offensive tackle, a, a potential Hall of Fame offensive tackle. And in order to get into the Hall of Fame, you have to make some Pro Bowls. So, I mean, I th- I think he has absolutely been one of the, the top two or three offensive tackles for three or four years now. He was the top offensive tackle. There's just no way David Bakhtiari was worse than Tyron Smith this year. A- and say what you want about Tyron Smith. He's not the same guy he was two or three years ago. It's just, it's it's silly. If these things are going to matter and people do still care about them in terms of measuring greatness. They they should and I, I think they should matter. I think we should care more about taking this seriously and getting the right players in there. But we don't. And so it can't be taken seriously. It's this it's this weird chicken egg problem. You know, it's like when Kobe Bryant made an all-star team and had played like 12 games. It's like that's ridiculous. I think a similar thing happened with Carmelo Anthony. This is a popularity contest, and fans want to see the guys in the game who are, you know, the popular players. Tom Brady's not going to play. Aaron Rodgers not going to play. So ultimately, you know, some of these other guys are going to play, and it gets down to the 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 alternate to the alternate to the alternate. But you know, I think it should, if we're going to use it as a measurement of greatness, and you go back and you look when when the internet was not as prevalent, you go back and look. You know, Reggie White, record-setting Pro Bowl numbers. And he deserved it. Arguably the greatest football player of all time. 
one of the greatest defensive players of all time, if not the greatest. And one of the ways you can measure it is his incredible Pro Bowl streak. Can we say that anymore if Twitter is going to is gonna come up with these kinds of results? I, I don't know. What I do know is Devontae Adams is a legit Pro Bowler. David Bakhtiari, Corey Lindsley, and Kenny Clark are legit Pro Bowl players. They are blue chip players. And Green Bay really has the blue chip talent on this team to be a competitor. What they don't have is some of that secondary talent and and the depth that they need. That's a separate conversation for a separate day. But to get this many Pro Bowlers, to to have five Pro Bowlers, and I bet Jair Alexander was close and he deserves to be close. I hope Blake Martinez was close. He deserves to be close. That was another name Aaron Rodgers brought up, Blake Martinez. There's talent on this team. And and I, I hate to harp on this, but there is talent on this team. That's one of the reasons Mike McCarthy doesn't have a job. And it's one of the reasons why I think Packer fans can be optimistic about this team's future because there is talent here. They're going to have cap room this offseason, multiple first-round picks, a bunch of picks in the top 60. So Green Bay can turn this around in a hurry. The Pro Bowl votes are representative of the major talent on this team. And even if Rodgers did not have his best season, was not necessarily the most deserving candidate as a Pro Bowl player, we know what kind of player Aaron Rodgers is. We know what kind of talent he possesses. And we know his greatness. It speaks for itself. So Packer fans should be excited as we head toward the offseason. A lot of stuff to talk about. That's what makes this show fun. Anytime you want to ask a question, you can hit me up on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. You're already out there on Spotify, apparently, which is awesome. Love to see that. Subscribe on Spotify. Leave us a review. Tell your friends that you like Locked on Packers. Tell your friends, not just in Wisconsin. You you hear me when I read these questions from the Locked on Packers fan hotline. They're from all over the country. We've, we had a fan from Mexico the other day. We have a small contingent in Serbia, in London, in Paris, in Italy. This is an international podcast. So tell your friends that the Packers community is worldwide. So bring your friends into this community. The water's warm. Let's all enjoy it as the temperatures drop. That's what that's what that's what we can be in the cold of winter and, and in the the metaphoric winter of this Packers season. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775. As always, stay Locked On Packers.